so there's a microphone that you have to talk into. And I know it's weird. It's like having a, a thing in your face, but you got to do it. Motherfuckers, my name is Darian. I've been called the Violent J of horror podcasting. Let me introduce you to the Shaggy Two Dope. Buddy is in the house. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's I'm going back. on, dudes? Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Tell me about it, big guy. Well, you know how I am. I got to stay busy all the time. Right? Of course. So, You've been gone for like three months, dude. So what do I do when I'm not working? Uh, work somewhere or, or, else. Or traveling. Work, uh, travel, go other places. I work harder, so I decided to go ahead and start doing cabinets and uh, all that good jazz. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. What yeah. are you doing? You, what are you, home improvement? Is that <laughs> what you're doing? Pretty much. So the floors are done. Now we're adding all the cabinets. Uh, just every spare chance I get, I'm doing that. But mostly working late and all that good good stuff. You're a busy guy, man. I am. I, I am. love it. I love that about you. Yeah. You're too busy for us here in the padded room. Oh, I hate it. I don't like that. I don't like that part of it. Yeah, me either. I well, love being okay. here. That's okay. You're staying positive. You're staying happy. Are you yes. happy? You yeah, look happy. Yeah. I just can't wait till everything's done. Uh, from I don't know if it ever happens. But, I was you just going to say, from the sounds of it, I don't think you're ever going to be done. Right. So what's going on with your house, dude? So All right, your so kitchen, you needed new, is, need, uh, what, counters, I think is yeah, what we Yeah, countertops, uh, cabinets up above, a okay. new island. Yeah. Right. And yeah, now we you, tore everything out. Right. Um, no plumbing in the kitchen and now. And now there's a plumbing issue. Yeah. What's what's going well, on with the plumbing? So, so originally, we were actually going to get this started earlier. Uh we end up having a leak where the sink is for the hot water. So they actually, we had to get a plumber out there to cut the pipe and uh, install new caps. And then once we put the cabinet in place, those uh, piping is too short. So now once we finish, we're going to have to have them raise the pipe back up. So they're going to have to go underneath the house oh. and uh, install everything from underneath. Oh, <laughs> yeah. fuck my ass. No. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Good what? times. No. <laughs> no, sir. Not good times. So you've been like basically without a kitchen for what? Clo- six uh, months? Six. I was going to say closer to a year, but yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, dude. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. But uh, we're we're getting towards the end. So the, you know, we got everything level. Um, I'm going to disagree. 
I'm going to disagree with you. <laughs> you said this was going to be done back in June, my friend. Oh, that was the idea. But everything, back in June. <laughs> everything was on order. We Christmas is a week away, sir. <laughs> I know, right? And you're talking to me about cabinets. It won't be done by Christmas. No. No, <laughs> it will not. Or the no. New year. No, we're, we're hoping maybe February. February. Uh, <laughs> yeah. February, March at the latest. That's I'm going to give you a hug. I feel like I should give you a hug. I need done. one. <laughs> I am so sorry, my friend. Yeah. But, you know, we got our new fridge, so that's in the spot. But, of course, you know, without the plumbing, we don't have the ice maker. Oh. Uh, we got a new stove, but it's a glass top, and we are we can't really install the sink or the stove until the granite is on top of the counters. I got a nail gun. <laughs> yeah. I got a nail gun. Oh, I got one of those. Oh, do you? I was yeah. going to say, if I can help, I'm, I'm, I got a nail gun. I can show up and nail some shit. Yeah, I tell you what, the worst part of it is getting everything level. Um, oh, yeah. So our floors are uneven. We didn't go all the way to the top. We left, like, about six inches on the top, okay. which is recommended because if sure. you have uneven ceilings, that's even a worse case. So yeah. they, they always say when you install the cabinets up above, leave leave something on top. Yeah. Well, our floors are so bad, we have no shims in the front, maybe one shim uh, or in the back against okay. the wall. Yeah. Two, uh, then we got, like, one shim on each side on one of the cabinets. Okay. Well, when you go clear across the other side, we have, like, five shims <laughs> just to, you know, keep the countertops <laughs> level with that first one. Oh, oh it, no. it's bad. It's a lot of oh, work. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. It's, I, it's not it, fun. No, so, no, it is not. That. And that is a way to recognize uh, Christmas and New Year's right there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, put your tool belt on, buddy. Get your fucking ass up that ladder. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm so, oh, man. Yeah, I got a day off tomorrow. I'm pretty sure I'll be uh, doing the island tomorrow. <laughs> okay. What do you need? I got, uh, what do you need? Miter saw? Skill no, saw? I, I, I got, got it all. I got, I got it all right I got, now. I got a conduit bender. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do with that thing. <laughs> yeah. Fuck after, me. After, uh, after the show, I'll show you some pictures. Okay, I don't know. It's a conduit bender. It looks cool. It, goes, <laughs> it sounds cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what it, it sounds does. sounds like a sex toy. <laughs> I, probably, I, I don't know. I'll get with the wife later. Hold on, baby. Let there me get know. my conduit bender. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you maniacs. Well, we got horror news. We got listener mail. Let's get things going with a little of the old... Horror news, if we could, buddy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Horror news. Bang! What do you got, buddy? All right, so The Nutcracker comes to life in a brand new holiday horror film. Ready for this? I'm ready. Yeah, I think so. It stars Beatrice Fletcher, Julie Stevens, Andy Dixon, and a few more. Um, it also, the filming is currently underway, so it's going to be a minute till this is even out okay. and about for everybody. Sure. But yeah. um, I am not a fan of Nutcracker. Scared like, the shit out of me Yeah, as a kid. I, yeah, same here. And I, you know how my fear of midges is? Yes. It's kind of the same way with those Nutcrackers. Okay. Uh, maybe it's the name. I don't know. <laughs> I get it. But even I mean, when, when you're a kid and you're watching those shows and those giant you know, Nutcrackers are yeah. up there walking around, it's like, what the hell are these damn things? So, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I, I, I'll i probably watch it scared. You know, I pro- maybe I won't have the lights off. I might have them on. Okay, I get <laughs> yeah. that. Um, all right, so... Uh, first five yeah. minutes of the Nutcracker. Guy shows up at your bedroom window, throws you in a bag, and takes off with you. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> right? No! <laughs> it, For a seven-year-old, Darian? No! It no! Should be, it should be a horror film. It is! That's as far <laughs> yeah. as I got. I was like, right? no! We're done! <laughs> yeah. We're done, Mom! No! 
Um, up next from The Witch and the Lighthouse director, Robert Eggers, is Viking Revenge film titled The Northmen. I heard about this. Dude, I am so excited for this. Uh, comes out April 22nd next year. It's described as an action-filmed epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. I don't know how I feel about Eggers, man. I love The Witch. Yes, me the too. The Witch was great. Mm-hmm. Have you seen The Lighthouse? Lighthouse is pretty slow. What the fuck? Yeah. It's going yeah, a little on. bit different. <laughs> yeah. Is this a gay thing? If it is, I get it. I, I, I mean, I don't get it, but okay, it's a gay thing. Mm-hmm. But you got these two guys, and they're in a lighthouse getting hammered constantly. Yeah. Um, there's like gay connotations. Yeah. And then one of them, I think, might kill the other one, but he comes back in a weird. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't. I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right. And stay home and watch five horror, five grim Christmas horror movies that's, that are streaming this week. So I'm just going to blare through these real quick. All right, hit me. Silent Night. It's on AMC+. Plus. Okay, I don't know. Uh, apparently I took two pictures of that one. Inside on Criterion Channel. How is that a Christmas movie? Um, I mean, it's no more a Christmas movie than our movie tonight, I'm sure. Yeah, but, probably. It okay. probably is just that season. Okay, had had uh, some lights in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe a Christmas tale on Plex. I don't, I don't even know, know about that one is. either. Yeah, Anna and the Apocalypse on Canopy and Pluto TV. Uh that's a musical. Oh, it is. Yeah, so we, we did that. Oh, for yeah, the we show. did. Remember yeah. that? That's right. Well, that was Christmas, I guess. Chronos uh, on HBO Max. Ah, how is Chronos? Mm. Oh boy. Oh, because uh, it happens to be set over Christmas and New Year's Eve. Okay, well, I I mean, if we're going to dig that deep, then I guess we could call The Shining a Christmas movie. Yeah, it is. And uh, what else? There's a lot of Christmas movies. There really is. There's a lot. All right. Yeah. Whatever you say. Well, that's all I got. What do you got? Hey, now. Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Raccoon City. Yes. Buddy, have you seen it? Oh, yeah. What'd you think? I liked it. Are you into it? Yeah. I, I I like that whole franchise. I am hit and miss on the Resident Evils, mm-hmm. but I have high hopes for this new iteration. Mm-hmm. It is going to be stream. It's streaming right now. You can find it streaming on your favorite uh, streaming oh, really? services. The new one is already streaming. Yes, Ra- welcome to Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. You can find it on uh, Amazon Prime. How about them? You got to pay for it though. Oh, so of there's that. I think I'm going to watch it tomorrow because mm-hmm. I'm into I. I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I I I like the Resident Evil video games. Oh, yeah. I like the first two Resident Evil movies. Mm-hmm. After that, I get a It's okay. We're just being well, silly. Well, there's drama in it. and the No, that's fine. I, I don't mind some drama with my zombie apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But you're being a little silly here with all this <laughs> fun stuff. Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. Dude. Have you seen it? Oh, love it. I have not. I heard good things. Oh, okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I missed the bus. Uh, it's going to hit Blu-ray in February. Okay. I'm going to grab it if mm. I don't stream it somehow before now and then. I should really go to the theater and yes. probably see it. Yes. Uh, it's a must. I know. I should probably take the kids, too. i got to get them up to speed on the Ghostbusters. It's a whole goddamn field trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two-sentence horror movie. Horror yeah. movies. Have you seen, Horror stories. Right. Have you? I, I remember these. Yeah. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, we binged them. What'd you think? Mm, hit and miss. Yeah, yeah. Some of are course. good stories. Some are yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, the third season 
is going to hit the CW uh, next month, January. I'm sure I'll check it out. Why not? Yeah. Is there any continuity or is it just anthology? Uh, Anthology. um, Some are, I don't know, some of them I don't even feel like they even tie into each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Ernie Hudson. Speaking of Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. Ernie Hudson is teasing a new Ghostbusters video game. Oh. Did you play any of the old ones? Um, No. So I got the last one. It was on Xbox 360. Okay. It was fine. It's uh, It wasn't the best thing I ever played. Um, it was basically a retelling of the first movie. Okay. And except you're like a you're like the fifth Ghostbuster. Right. And you're like this weird new recruit guy. Then you hmm. just kind of follow along and you go through the. You got to catch Slimer in the hotel and then you go and you fight the uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Nothing wrong with it. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, you know the name? Have you yeah. seen Nightmare Alley, the new one? Mm-mm. I haven't either. It's out there. Uh, it's getting a limited edition black and white release, huh? Which is apparently the original vision of Guillermo del Toro. Really? That he wanted this to be a black and white movie. Oh, interesting. So hmm. I'm, I'm kind of, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel because so. Last time I got stung by the black and white bug, no pun intended, mm-hmm. was Frank Darabont's The Mist. Right. If you, you've seen The yeah. Mist. Now, if you buy the the uh, Super Duper Edition DVD like I got, mm-hmm. it has a black and white version on it. Okay. So just for shits and giggles, I watched the black and white version, and I was like, this is way better in color. Why am I watching it in black and white? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? So what? Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand... Like, I think Frank Darabont, huh. for the purposes of The Mist, had like this, uh, like it was going to be a 50s style creature feature situation. Okay, I get Which it. I get. Yeah. But why, if you're not in a drive-in? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the, I mean, if you can watch it in color, why wouldn't you just watch it in color? Yeah, I probably would rather watch it in color. <laughs> I mean, if he, I would say if you have the opportunity to watch it in black and white first, that might be oh, a thing, and yeah. then watch it in color. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud here. Hmm. I, I just found that the the miss thing to be wildly disappointing because I halfway through I'm like, what am I doing? Why don't I just put on the color version? Right. You know, I already know, I've seen the movie. I know what yeah. it looks like. Really, they, they went from black and white to color for a reason. Yeah. So. <laughs> What am I doing here? Yeah, it's not a silent film. What am I doing with my life watching this thing in black and white? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I need some psychological help. I don't know. <laughs> That's all we got on the horror news, big dog. You ready for some listener mail? You betcha. Let's get into it. Listener mail. Boo yeah! I got emails. I got voicemails. I got all kinds of stuff going on here, buddy. All right. Let's start things off in the land of the rising sun. Here comes Lonely Bob, straight from Tokyo, Japan. Hey, man, Kevin. No subject line. Hey, padded room crew. Appreciate the shout out for my old podcast, Death by Horror. I, Morpheus, still maintains the site, so episodes can still be downloaded if anyone is interested. I recommend you check out Death by Horror. Have oh, you yeah. heard of it? Oh, yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing. I, Morpheus, 
has zero idea about anything horror-related. Right. So you can lay whatever plot line you want on him, and he'll just... He'll believe it. Yeah. So wait, I'm asleep, and he's going to kill me in my sleep? How does that even work? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, take it easy. <laughs> I'm asleep. How can he get me? I'm, all, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't take a moment to look around every once in a while, you ju- may just miss it. That was him doing his uh, Ferris Bueller routine. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you get a chance to listen to Death by Horror, my friends, I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin sounds exactly like Matthew Broderick. Yeah. Like, with eerie similarities. I I never even thought of that. I mean, I can't can't get it out of my head. Every (laughs) time he talks, I just see Ferris Bueller. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Or Inspector Gadget, I guess, which Mm. is a terrible movie it's a far off reference i'll give you that (laughs) uh let's get back to parts unknown here comes freddie subject line happy holidays hey folks just wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday have a great time and be safe cheers freddie thanks freddie yeah wherever you may be out there in the ether thanks freddie and since we're already in parts unknown let's get over to jolly old england here comes the horror slut cat is in the house subject line a bit of love. Morning, gent, and maybe gents. Just something quick today. Hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a blessed Yule. What exactly is a Yule? Um, no clue. They have the Yule log, mm-hmm. right? And that's basically just a fireplace. So I assume the Yule is something to do with the, the, the wood in the fire, mm-hmm. right? Maybe. So what? It, uh, I'm going to Google that. After I'm done with the listener mail. I don't know what a Yule... What is Yule? I don't know. Yule? <laughs> Maybe. Hey, Yule should go all get in there. <laughs> it doesn't even sound right when you say it like that. Yule. Yule. I don't know. All right. Um, do hope others return to the show or that you can find someone to fill in as a guest spot. If not, you do still give an enjoyable show. Well, thank you very much, Cap. This week's Educate was a very odd movie, but one I chose to watch as it deals with the gates. That would be Toad Road. Have you ever seen Toad Road, buddy? No. That is a very strange movie. That sounds like it. It is. um, Doesn't leave you with a lot of hope for today's youth. I'll say that. I'll say that. Okay. And it makes me want to like chain my kids to the radiator. Wow. Yeah, it 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 gets pretty wild. Uh, the Toad Road. I look forward to the fights resuming and looking in, uh, I guess long live the beefsteak. Ha <laughs> ha, cat. I think he had a typo in there, cat. Thank you very much for uh, writing in, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, here comes Tony from, he didn't actually send an email. <laughs> he just, he just wrote a bunch of crap in the, in the subject line. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> All things I... This motherfucker. (laughs) This motherfucker. Tony, you're a fucking... (laughs) So, subject line, all the things I like about Darian by Carter Burke. And the email is empty. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. Tony! You're a genius. I love you. Is that fine print or no print? <laughs> uh, well, hold on. Let me just scroll down to the bottom. Nope, there's nothing there. <laughs> this fucking asshole, I swear to God. 
Tony, you're a beautiful young man. You knew that already. Uh, let's get over to Sydney, Australia. Here comes Tim. Hey, Tim. It's the uh, the head honcho over at the Horror for Dummies show. Mm-hmm. I know you're listening to it. I'm not going to ram it down your throat. Uh, subject line, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas. Hey, Darian, Buddy, and Monica. Just wanted to say Merry Christmas to you and your families. We hope you have a great New Year's, and thank you for another great year of entertainment. Quick question for you. What's your top films of 2021? Much love, everyone. Merry Christmas all the to all the inmates. Tim, you got an answer for us there, buddy? Off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, I just saw it. It was a new Spider-Man, but it's not horror-related. Okay, give us, a, give us a horror movie. Um... Um, I did a, uh, I did like a quick review of, of like the theater horror movies. Okay. And I, I gotta say, I am, I was pretty impressed with Antlers. Um, I don't know how I feel about the new Candyman. Or. I did not see that one. Okay, that's, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. Is it? Depending on, you know, what your standpoint is on the Candyman mythos and all that stuff. Okay. Um, the Forever Purge was a little wacky. Did you yeah. Did you catch that I one? I caught that one. It wasn't bad, but I'm not going to say it was good either. No. Um, Halloween Kills was pretty Halloween good. Halloween Kills was all right. I, I don't know, man. I kind of feel like... Uh, Quiet Place 2 was okay. Prisoners in a Ghost Land. I'm not well. sure I understood it. But I loved it. Although I did like Conjuring, Double uh, Made Me Do It. Uh, sure, that's a that good was one actually too. pretty good. That's a good one too. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment. Yeah, we, we have one more show to do here in 2021. I will give you my top my my number one of 2021 next week. I, I'm probably going to have to agree with Antlers because that was so different. That was a good one, man. Yeah. I loved Antlers. I did too. Antlers was good stuff. Hmm. There's a lot There's there's a lot of stuff going on there, though. All right. Uh, there you have it, Tim. Let's see what else we got here. Let's get back here to Reno, Nevada. Here comes the cowboy. Hey, cowboy. Subject line, upcoming fights. Evening padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and that you managed to find someone to keep you company. If not, I still... S- uh, what? I still sick with the idea of googly eyes. I think he meant I still stick with the idea of googly eyes on the houseplants. If that doesn't work, I don't do anything Tuesday nights. I'll even bring the drinks. Well, I think you've just been replaced, buddy. <laughs> um, I'll bring the drinks. Blessed Yule. There it is again. Yule. Blessed Yule. And a very Merry Christmas to all. I hope everyone has... Everyone, everyone was good boys and girls that you what that you get everything you wanted. Uh, there's some typos here, cowboy. Those that are traveling, please be safe. We actually did or Christmas a week early with the kids, and I got some amazing whiskey from Ireland, Ooh. plus a home brew kit. I am planning to try to make mango habanero ale, and if it turns out right, I'll have to get you all a few to try. I'm into that. I will try it. Best wishes for Monica and her family. Hopefully things are improving. Darian and Buddy, hope work work isn't killing you too much and that you both get some time off to relax soon. Now, looking at the upcoming fights, sadly, I don't think Syl is going to make it much further unless we all get to hear Darian write more horror erotica for the Terradome. 
Oh, stop it, cowboy. While it wasn't my intention for her fights to turn that way, uh, it's highly entertaining, as are the wins for the tomato. The fucking tomato. This motherfucking tomato, buddy. (laughs) It's a goddamn tomato. Educate, you are Toad Road. Yes, you are correct. I unfortunately watched this on one of my insomnia nights, and it did help me sleep. LOL. (laughs) That Uh, good, huh? Oh, yeah, well, it's, it's very strange. Back to the grind. Holiday weeks are insanely busy, but hopefully I'll get to binge watch horror movies on my extra days off. Hope everyone has a great week and catch you on the flip. Cowboy! Hey, all right. Right on, cowboy. Thanks I have for definition me. for Yule. Oh, give me give me the definition, <clears throat> please. Yule is a noun meaning Christmas or the Christmas season, which is a Christian holiday to celebrate the birth of Jesus. However, Yule can also refer to the celebration of the winter solstice that's observed in some pagan traditions. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think we should go old school and just start calling it Krampusnacht. Krampus not? Yeah, knocked. Oh. Knocked. Yeah. Nein, mein Krampus not. Right? Yeah. So uh, that's got like a weird thing to it. So uh, anything <laughs> yeah. German sounds weirdly racist and possibly sexual and disturbing. A, a aggressive kind of way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, never mind with the Krampus thing. All right, we got a uh, voicemail here, dude. All right. Let's get into that, shall we? Mm hmm. It's the Bubba Sawyer of people that call into the podcast. Here comes our main man in Alabama. It's Alan. Hey, Alan. Uh, the Predator Tank. I like that. Sure. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, tomato. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What are y'all smoking? That must be some CIA great stuff. <laughs> Fuck, I guess. Fucking tomato. It's a tomato. Anyway, um... Is Predator a slasher movie? That's a good question. Me and my friends have discussed it, and it's, I mean, kind of, but, Only the second you know, movie. when I think of a slasher, he had the merchant, the mercenaries were, you know, he took them out, they were kind of evenly matched. Sure. And I've also always heard, you know, I forget who said it, might have been Wesley Snipes when we were talking about Blade, but to an extent, you know, a lot of times horror is the dark side of action. Sure. And Predator yeah. holds a very special place in my heart. It was the first horror <clears throat> movie I ever saw. Okay. My dad liked it. My dad is not a horror guy. So, right. I mean, I don't know if it's a slasher. It's got elements, and it's got elements of horror, but I don't know. I like the movie. Um, I guess, no, I don't think it's a slasher. I think it has elements of. Sure. But I feel like it hits way more in the action. Uh, that's all I got. Yeah. Have a good one. Beautiful. <laughs> I think of it as more of an action thriller. I would say so. More yeah. of a sci-fi action. That's yeah. I, if I had to put it in some category. I mean, there's some cool parts where like the dead bodies hanging up in the trees and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I mean, you're yeah. scared of it. Uh, you're yeah, scared you want, of the predator. You yeah, don't want to follow of that guy. <laughs> All right. And it's funny because we run into this conundrum. Want every with every big horror slash sci-fi franchise. Well, bounty hunter. What are you talking about? Predator, more of a bounty hunter. He's a trophy hunter. Yeah. He wants trophies. Mm -hmm. Um, But we run into this situation again and again where we stop rooting for, like, the victims and we start rooting for the killer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you take a Nightmare on Elm Street, probably Nightmare on Elm Street 3, when Freddy became a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Then we started rooting for Freddy. Then it's not really horror anymore because we're no longer afraid of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday the 13th, probably around, 
I don't know, five, four, five ish. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there. Well, we got Jason's backstory and then he became the sympathetic character. Mm-hmm. And once we realize that the predator, all you have to do is drop your gun. And he'll leave you the fuck alone. Yeah. That's how, it. How lame is that? I mean, it's cool because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a non-combatant. Sorry, sir. Didn't mean to uh, upset your evening or whatever. Yeah, then throw like something at him and hurry up and raise your hands. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. But then we get into like these, oh, God, uh, that Shane Black, uh, what was it, The Predator. Oh, yeah. Where they turned him into the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. and tried to make a Iron Man Predator at the very end? Yeah. Okay, dude. Like a Toad Predator? Okay, dude. <laughs> All right. Now you're just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, I mean, I feel like with these, these big horror, quote-unquote, horror franchises, at any point somewhere along these long trails of movies, we could say that we venture out of the realm of horror completely and start rooting for the bad guy. Right. Um. Michael Myers has like his, he's he's like evil incarnate. At no, I mean, well, you know, actually, I, what I think it is huh. is you're rooting for the people so much when these movies come out. Sure. Now let's take Candyman. Okay. So at the beginning, well, man, he is one freaky, you know, character. Yeah. But we're so big into horror that it's like you know, with this new one that's coming out, I still haven't seen it. I'm rooting for the Candyman before I even see it. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, the thing is, though, is that like, okay, take the Candyman for example. Mm-hmm. In the first movie, you didn't know what where he came from or what was going on. He just had a hook for a hand, and he was popping out of mirrors, and he was jacking people up. Yeah, that is fucking scary. scary. Sure. Yeah. Uh, now, towards the end of the first movie, we get the the long winded story of Daniel Robitaille. Right. He's no longer the Candyman. He's mm-hmm. Daniel Robitaille. Right. You and he was a victim of racism and he was a victim of this and that. Now we're kind of on his team. Yeah. Now we I'm gonna pretend that those first two sequels didn't exist because right. they didn't make any fucking sense. Right. By the time we come full circle back to the twenty twenty one Candyman, mm-hmm. we're on team Daniel Robitaille. Yeah. You know? So right. At what point do these movies stop being horror movies and just start start being like weird, dark when, action? When they become sequelized. When they become franchised. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah, franchise. Yeah. Um, uh, Chucky became a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason became the misbegotten son mm-hmm. that we all certainly have a, so- a soft spot for. Michael Myers. We Michael want Myers. Him to, yeah, but we want him just to kill everybody. That's <laughs> true, but like he never had rhyme or re- He might be the only true horror villain because he never had rhyme or reason. Even if you take like a jigsaw, he was trying to redeem people. Right. We can get behind that. There mm-hmm. is like a redemptive quality to right. it. He's doing it for a reason. Michael Myers was just... A crazy kid. A butcher. <laughs> just yeah. a fucking butcher. From uh, day one. Leatherface. Another misbegotten son. Half tart. He doesn't uh, yeah. know if he's coming or going. He, that's just the way that he was raised. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. We I can, think we're all like, this die already. <laughs> I know, but by the time we get into Texas Chainsaw in 2018... He's dancing. And... You can't help but feel bad for Bubba Sawyer. It's yeah. not really his fault that he, you know, was just that way. Yeah. So, but, I mean, really, Michael Myers might just be fucking evil and car. He just kills... Mm-hmm. To kill. To kill. Yeah. yeah. He's one step away from Laurie Strode, and anybody that gets intertwined in that step is going to get thrown mm-hmm. into a meat grinder, really. Yeah. 
All right, anyway, that's my two cents. That's all we got on the horror mail there, uh, Hot Dog. You got anything for Alan or Cowboy or Cat or Freddy or Tim or this mysterious Carter Burke individual who has nothing to say to me, apparently. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for calling and writing in, and Merry Christmas. Absolutely. Hope you guys have a happy holiday. We're going to get into a movie now. I hope you're ready for this. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It is I Trap the Devil from 2019. Whew, is that even possible? Um, apparently so. <laughs> it got 4.8 stars on IMDb. It's not rated, oddly enough. It's written and directed by Josh Lobo. Stars A.J. Bowen, Jocelyn Donahue, and Scott Poitras. Um, I found this one, I believe, on Hulu. Yeah. Is that where you got it too? Yep. It's streaming right now if you guys want to check it out. It's um it's a, it's a uh it's a bit of a thing here. <laughs> it's yeah. A, it's a bit of a way uh something. Yeah. I I'm seeing the judgment in your eyes, buddy. I'm seeing your that you're disappointed. Oh, well, okay. I was going to say before the end, but I I like the movie until the end. Yeah. Yeah. The end gets a little wacky. Yeah. And there's a lot of issues um I guess with just the 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 the, uh, the vibe, the, it's more or less a lighting issue, is what it boils down to, if you ask me. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, it's like you can't really tell what's going on at the end because we're in the fucking basement and it's dark, and all you have is the one red light bulb. Right. But you don't know where. All right. All right. I don't even know. Okay, so uh, our movie starts off with a uh, police officer kicking the door into a house. And once he gets inside, uh, he calls his partner in. And it's a very hoarders-esque house. There's a lot of crap everywhere. Um, It's the Christmas season, so we're 
clearly in the holidays. Uh, Christmas lights up on the outside, uh, snow on the ground, everything you'd come to expect from the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. He gets inside and it's just crap everywhere. And then the police officer goes to a finds himself a, a TV set that's on. So he starts looking at the TV and then like a bunch of weird poltergeist esque like static s- static snow. Looked like somebody was trying to descramble the porno channel, right? <laughs> yeah. For a minute or two, there's like a weird chick that shows up, and then he gets like a, a glazed look on his face, and then he just kind of walks off. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to come into play later, but for right now, I just need everybody to forget about that part, okay? Right. So now we're going to cut to probably about four or five hours previous to that, and we're going to get to the house, the same house, and we're going to see a young couple pull up to it, uh, it's going to be Matt and Karen, okay, uh, played by A.J. Bowen and Jocelyn Donahue. Now, A.J. Bowen is kind of genre fair at this point. Mm-hmm. He's been in a lot of our favorite movies there, buddy. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Um, uh, the goddamn uh, The Devil. What is that? The fucking Ty West. Yeah. I, not I Saw the Devil. No, it wasn't the I Saw the fucking, Devil. That was the elevator one. Yeah, the goddamn... Uh, <sighs> Night of the Devil, night something, the fucking it's a Shit. it's a really slow fucking movie. Yes, another he did a great one. job. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, what else? Um, we fuck. Why can I not remember the, the names of any AJ Bowen movies right now? Rites of Spring was a good one. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, You're next. He was in that one. It's great. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to recognize him without his trademark beard. And to be honest with you, he probably needs the beard because he looks like a fat guy without it, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fine. He's playing Matt. His uh, wife, Karen, is with him. Yeah. What is it? I saw the devil. No. Um, um. Night of the devil. Devil's night. The fucking... It's a goddamn Ty West movie. Anybody listening to this podcast is shouting the name at me right now. It's... Uh, you got, all right, hold on. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to the cell phone, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to tell you the name of this movie. I'm sorry. Uh, Ty West. Uh, Not the innkeepers. House of the Devil, buddy, is what it is. House of the Devil. House of the Devil. Son of a bitch. Um, Anyway, he rolls up. We know A.J. Bowen. We love him dearly. Mm -hmm. Uh, He doesn't have his beard. He comes in. So... He goes and knocks on the door of the house. Okay, mm-hmm. now we're gonna get some backstory as to what he's doing there and what's going on here in a second. He's got to force his way in. It's 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 very cluttered, and um, which is kind of contradictory to the vibe of the movie because there's so many Christmas decorations going up and and presents and presents, which is even stranger. And he's by himself. Um, well, we'll get kind of like a, a little bit of a pseudo explanation to that also in a weird way uh but there's like a christmas tree there's christmas stuff all over the place Mm -hmm. christmas lights on the outside uh matt maddie goes in starts looking around uh he's like hello hey it's me it's matt eventually we find out who lives there it's his brother steve Mm -hmm. and steve is a bit of a nut job as we can obviously guess by the inside of the house Maddie goes in. He's like, hey, uh, me and Karen came up for Christmas. Mm-hmm. How are you? And Steve's like, uh, you can't stay here. Yeah, you got to get the out. fuck out of here right <laughs> yeah. now. And Maddie's like, 
Dude, we drove like four hours to come see you. And he's like, I don't care. Get your fucking ass out of here. Mm-hmm. So then we get like a little bickering back and forth. Eventually, Karen comes in. Um, Karen clearly wears the pants in the relationship, I would say. What do you think, buddy? Uh, it's a mixture. Yeah? Yeah. Healthy relationship, you think, between Maddie and Karen? I think so. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you, but sure. Uh, she comes in. She's like, hey, Steve, so good to see you. Uh, I thought we could all just kind of get along and try to, you know, be family. And then Maddie's like, hey, I know I wasn't there when you needed me, but I'm here now. So let's pretend like we're brothers again or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. So we get kind of like we get this movie is 90% style in 10% substance. I felt like. So, a lot of waving of the hands. A, a lot of that. A lot of like slow pans around empty rooms. Mm-hmm. A lot of mood lighting. Yeah. Which sets a nice tone. Oh, yeah. It's me. a creepy vibe. Definitely. And the Christmas lights add like a layer of uh, fucking foreboding, I would say. Yeah. Because there's the, this is a very dark house and it's yeah. very cluttered. And it's supposed to be a joy of, or a time of joy. Suppo- well, yeah. But not for these two maniacs. No. So. Uh, eventually Matt, they, Maddie or Steve kind of gives in and he's like, okay, you can, you can stay. So Maddie and Karen go up to the room that they're going to stay in and they immediately start drinking as would I. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the place is a fucking mess. Now at this point in the movie, we have to kind of assume a few things and, or at least I did. Um, I assumed that Steve, like the parents of these two brothers had died Right. And that Steve had inherited the house because he's a little bit more of a loser than Maddie. I was trying to think of the he might be the oldest. He could I, he looked older for yeah. sure. So yeah. and and I I felt that uh like you say the parents had died mm-hmm. and he was the one that took care of everything. Whether he liked it or not, sorry younger brother, you went around, I had to do this alone. Sure. Yeah. I could see that. Totally. Yeah. Now that you say it. Um, so Steve, yeah. And that's kind of the vibe I got because like at one point Steve goes to lay down and he's basically staying in a, in a child's room. There's like, like the bedspread is like outer space stuff and there's mm-hmm. like a lot of toys around. So right. you're, you're left to believe that maybe this was Steve's room when he was a kid mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Um, but they make a lot of reference to when they died yeah. and I should have been there and when they left and now I'm all alone and they're not here anymore. Right. I was led to believe that that was a reference to the parents who Mm -hmm. probably used to live in the house. Right. Which is not quite the case, but we'll get into that in a second. (laughs) So from there, we get a very intense dinner situation where, um, uh, this is what I, (laughs) this is what I don't understand, buddy. And maybe you can help me out. I don't know. (laughs) I, I basically, I basically have no family. Like, I have my mom. She's batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. I know that. I understand that. We all know that. Uh, We all know that my mom is batshit crazy. (laughs) But like, we love her anyway. We love her. We we tolerate her. That's what we do. Um, So like, the, the, these weird, awkward family situations. Why, it happens. Why don't you just fucking leave, man? It's yeah. pa- it's painful to watch. Yeah, it, it really is. I can only imagine what it feels like to sit there through that. Yeah. Would you get the fuck out of there? What are you doing? Yeah, the younger brother's just trying to have a conversation of anything. Just a normal... 
conversation. Yeah. Two human beings. <laughs> no so, comment. Hey, uh, Karen got a job at the uh, Miller and Gates or whatever, and he's like, Yeah. Uh, I'm now working at the high school. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? I, just it's, go. It's time, it's just time to get go. the fuck out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't have get a good it. life. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I don't have any. But huh. as soon as he leaves, he has a conversation with his wife. It's like, seriously? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Come of course. on. Of course. <laughs> I don't get it, but I don't have any siblings. And my my family is basically non-existent. I'm pretty close to my wife's family, if that mm-hmm. makes any difference. But... There's no awkwardness there for right. the most part. That's very strange to me. Uh, anyway, they have a very awkward dinner. Uh, yeah. And periodically we're going to cut back to the conversation between uh, Maddie and Karen, which happened upstairs just before dinner, to the dinner itself. Mm-hmm. So basically what we learn is that uh, Maddie doesn't really want to be there, rightfully so. Karen has kind of forced the issue because she wants him to reconnect with his brother. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I get that. Um this is the very difficult slash awkward first step in rekindling some kind of a brotherly relationship. Right. Maddie feels bad about not being there for him when he for Steve when Steve needed him, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like some unresolved issues that they're trying to work out. Yeah. Uh, Steve, on the other hand, is combative, walled off, uh, clearly wants nothing to do with either one of them, and really just wants them to get the fuck out of his house, but. Mm-hmm. Because they force the issue, now we have this awkward kind of paradigm where I just can't get away. I just need you to get away, but I can't because you're my fucking brother. So yeah. here's a can of Campbell's soup. Now just eat it and go to sleep <laughs> kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. So it's very nervous. It's very awkward. A lot of small talk. Eventually, uh, Steve looks up at Maddie and he's like, hey, let me talk to you in the kitchen real quick. Mm-hmm. So the two you trust them, me, right? Yeah, totally. So the two of them go off to the kitchen, leaving Karen by herself. So naturally, buddy, the first thing Karen does is start poking around and snooping around mm-hmm. at stuff. Eavesdropping. She's like, I'm going to just see what I can find around this creepy old house. She goes upstairs, starts poking around bedrooms. First thing that she finds is a loaded three fifty seven Magnum. Was it really loaded, though? Because uh, the bullets were actually... In the box, but they weren't in it. And all six of them were there. Right. I counted them. Right, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, one of two possibilities. Number one, there was another six rounds in the chamber. Number two, she loaded it. Right. So there's that. Either way, yeah. her report back to Maddie later on is that she found a loaded handgun. Mm-hmm. So either way, it's there. It's got bullets. There is now that in the equation. Now, cut back down to the kitchen where Steve and Maddie are having this very difficult conversation. Do you trust me? Maddie, do you trust me? Do you trust me? How much do you trust me? You trust me a lot? You trust me a little? He's like, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to say hi and Merry Christmas. He's like, come down to the basement with me. I have to show you something. Hmm. So he takes him down to the basement. And this is where we find out, buddy, that Steve has... A dude, probably a dude, uh, locked, locked up in his basement. <laughs> what? what? This is a deal breaker. Uh, Maddie follows him down there. He's got like a boarded off uh, locked room, sla- little pantry side room. Yeah, it's got three locks on it. And a, and a cross. cross that kind of hangs as like a, a buffer kind of a thing mm-hmm. that he hangs over that. 
So Maddie follows him down there. Uh, he's like, uh, yeah, a guy, he's in there. And then we hear a voice from the other side of the After door. After the cross is taken After off. After the cross is taken off. Uh, can you help me? Just let, I don't know who he thinks I am, but you got to let me out of here. I just want to get back to my family. Mm-hmm. And Maddie is like, uh, dude. <laughs> what the? You got to fight. <laughs> who is this guy and what the fuck are you doing? Now, unbeknownst to Maddie or Steve at that point, Karen has followed them down and is now privy to this whole thing. Yeah. She's like, oh. Your brother's a psycho. You got a guy locked up in your basement, bro. We got to do the right thing here. Mm -hmm. So they go back upstairs. Now, at this point, this is where it gets real because Steve kind of starts laying it on Maddie. He's like, hey, dude. That's the fucking devil, and I got him locked up in the basement. What? Okay. Now, Maddie's like, oh, God, you have gone. The devil, really. You have gone completely cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. You got some, who is that, the mailman? You got the UPS guy locked up down there? Right? You think he's a devil? Uh, Karen is like, dude, Matt, hey, Maddie, can I talk to you for a second? She pulls him aside, and she's like, hey, we got to do the right thing here got to let him the fuck out of here mm-hmm. how are we going to do that and maddie's going oh god but if we do he's going to call the cops i'm not going to see my brother in prison for the rest of his yeah. life there's that so that we get like a very quick half-ass kind of what are we going to do how are we going to fix this maddie wants to uh basically empty their life savings and cut this guy a check and let him go and hope that he doesn't call the cops mm-hmm. um steve on the other hand is like bros hey you knew it when you walked down those stairs. You felt that there was something wrong in yeah. the atmosphere, right? Yeah. You knew that there was something going on. You felt it, right? You knew there was something happening there for a second. You, I know you felt it. Mm-hmm. Maddie and uh, uh, Karen at this point both kind of have their left foots in reality. And they're like, I, yeah. you got a fucking random dude in your basement, bro. Right? We got to cut him loose. We got to call the cop. What are we going to do, man? Is it creepy? Yeah. yeah it's definitely but, creepy. You know, <laughs> all right so maddie's kind of like wavering a little bit he's like well i don't want to see my brother go to prison why don't we just you're right we'll cut him loose or we'll, we'll and then maybe a mental institution right as <laughs> so karen and maddie are having this conversation in private in the kitchen while that's going on steve goes upstairs and get the, gets the gun mm-hmm. now we've got a bit of a problem there buddy because steve yeah. comes down and he's wavering the gun, and he's like, you're not letting him out. That's the fucking devil. I can prove it, you motherfuckers. So he mm-hmm. takes them upstairs to, I guess, the attic, where he has the full conspiracy. It's like a it's like a diorama with yeah. the yarn and the newspaper clippings. I wanted to know more about that. That's what I want to know. They well, didn't uh, do enough of that. Uh, well, no, we didn't. And what's more to the point is I wanted to know how the fuck he trapped, trapped the devil. It. Yeah. And we never got an answer there nope. either. All right. Well, we just how we figured that. it out? How anything? Yeah, and we'll we'll get some answers here. Well, no, we won't. But we'll get some answers here in a little <laughs> bit, there, yeah. inmates. So uh, Steve takes Maddie upstairs, and he's like, "Dude, look at all these newspaper clippings. I got yarn all over the fucking place here." <laughs> yeah, he does. Who do you think uses more yarn, buddy? People that crochet or conspiracy nutsacks? Conspiracy nutsacks. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck crochets anymore? <laughs> really, they should just sell yarn in the conspiracy section of the store. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's where the money that's making all it's is. being used for anymore. <laughs> yeah. people drawing shit on their walls. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's knitting a sweater. Old lady walks in. No, you're. You're not getting this. Yeah. This is going no. to that guy yeah. right there. Uh, <laughs> you with the tinfoil hat. Come on yeah. up. 
<laughs> what color you need? Yellow? What? What? Good guys? Yeah. Bad guys? What are you trying to point out? <laughs> That's right. So. He takes him up there, and he makes a very compelling case. He's like, look, I, that's the fucking devil. He's trapped in my basement. Now, he breaks out this book, and he kind of comes up with this half-ass explanation that sort of might make sense in a weird way. Evil exists in the world. I'm paraphrasing here, inmates. Evil exists in the world, but 90% of it is man-unto-man evil. So what he's saying is that Evil done by man to man is wrathful and it is um, spur of the moment. Uh, my wife caught me. Che- uh, I caught my wife cheating on her, so I killed her. This guy stole a bunch of my money, so I killed him. Uh, this guy didn't he disrespected me, so I killed him. That's man on man evil, and that is while it is evil, that's only about ninety percent of the evil, right? Aside from that, the other 10% is evil for the sake of evil, which is where our quote-unquote devil would come into play. Okay, but the the part I had a problem with that was this lady went missing. Right. Okay, then all of a sudden she returns, and so he was trying to analyze that part of it. It's like, what? So, uh, you're right. That's kind of That's kind of wacky. The only thing that I could surmise from that is that that evil exists and influences people. So some it made some sex perv abduct that lady. Mm-hmm. And then once that 10% evil left him, then he let her go. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's the yeah. best I can do for you, buddy. Hey, that's know, all I got. <laughs> that's better than what I was thinking. I don't know. I was, like, I was just throwing my arms up in the air. What? That I doesn't even I make sense. Yeah, it doesn't really. <laughs> or maybe there's like a big swirling evil vortex out in the woods somewhere, and it sucked her in, and then <laughs> yeah. it spat her out once the devil <laughs> got put in the basement. I don't know. Maybe some of you listeners can help us out on sure, that Sure, <laughs> sure. By all means, inmates, let me know, because I don't fucking get it either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's so he's like, yeah, but... That just ha- I've I've had him in the in the basement since Tuesday, and that just happened on Wednesday. So if I keep him locked up there, who knows how many people are going to show up, Maddie? And Maddie's yeah. like, well, no, okay, I guess, sure. Ugh, this guy's fucking crazy, but mm-hmm. he's my brother. So while that's going on, and this is where things get a little freaky deaky, my friend, hmm. Karen wanders on down to the basement. Yeah, and she's like, Alone. hey. Can I make you a sandwich or something? <laughs> now, the voice from behind the door is a bit distorted to begin with. Yes. Now it gets full-on demonic. Hey, Karen. He start, the, the voice from behind the door start, He calls her Karen. She was yeah. never introduced. Right. And he's like, how much longer are you going to keep me in here, Karen? And every time she backs away, what are you backing away Yeah, for? what are you doing out there, Karen? <laughs> like, as yeah. if he can see her somehow. Right. So... There's that. Now Karen is officially weirded out. So oh, yeah. she's like... I'd be a little creeped out by that one. Hey, this guy's fucking weird. So she goes mm-hmm. back upstairs. Uh, while that's going on, uh, Steve and Maddie are having their conversation. Steve leaves Maddie alone in the weird conspiracy room for a few minutes. And Maddie starts like poking around at the newspapers and stuff like that. He flips one of them over. And we see that the headline reads, uh, Drunken... Crat, drunk drunk driver uh, car crash annihilates family or something mm-hmm. like that. Now, 
I, we never get like a, a laid out backstory of Steve or what the fuck is going on here. But I will surmise a few things here in a moment because we're going to get a weird flashback sequence. Uh, everything's getting pretty tense now. We reconvene in the living room and Karen is like, you know what? I think Steve is right. That guy in the, in the basement's really weird and I don't know if we should let him out. And Maddie's like, um, Karen, I think that's not the devil. I think it's the guy that killed Maddie's family mm-hmm. and Maddie or uh, not Maddie Steve Steve is getting like more drunk and smoking more cigarettes so from here we get like this weird psychedelic montage of Steve like dancing with a gun and smoking in the living room uh, Karen reinforcing the door so that whatever's behind it doesn't get out mm-hmm. and Maddie like poking around the house looking through like different newspaper articles and trying to piece together what is actually right. going on here which mm-hmm. is even creepier and more to the point periodically the tv will come on it's an old school like tube tv yeah and it as i mentioned before it looks like somebody was trying to watch the the porno Over channel guys. on when they didn't pay for it so it's all <laughs> jacked off but there's like a weird <laughs> image of a female like Giving you the come fuck me fingers for a minute. That was supposed to be his wife, right? I don't know. I think that's a good, yeah, I would say that. Okay. But when we see what's behind the door at the end, it might have been that too. I don't know. But later on, an old man shows up too. True. I thought it was Santa Claus. It's almost like, well, we'll get there at the end. Okay. All right. So, but like the, whenever the TV comes on, Steve has to like go and look at it and periodically the phone will ring and he'll go and answer it. But there's mm-hmm. nobody on the other end. It's just like weird static. Yeah. So the first time I saw that part, because they introduced that towards the beginning of the movie, like the phone would ring and he would just leave and just yeah. like pick it up. I was at first I was like, I wonder if he's the only one who could hear that phone. Like it's all in his head. It could that, be. That was the first thing sure. because nobody addressed it. Like as soon as he came back, it was like no, there was nobody saying, "Hey, who was that on the phone?" Or you know, he didn't address yeah. it or anything. It's like, okay, was that in his head? Or I was that's just kind of waiting. Yeah, that's a valid point. That's a, that's an interesting point. I never thought of that, there, buddy. Well done, sir. Yeah, Very thanks, astute you know. of you. <laughs> um, so that's going on now. At this point, things are getting more and more tense, and Maddie is really the only one with his left foot in reality because he's under the impression that. Steve probably rounded up the drunk driver that killed his family. And this is kind of the big reveal, that this was Steve's house. Mm -hmm. The parents were no longer in the picture. He lived there with his wife and kids. Right. They got taken out uh, by a drunk driver, Mm -hmm. which caused Steve to go into like this weird mental spiral, as it should. And he never dealt with it. And Maddie felt guilty about not being there for his brother. And that's how this whole thing kind of culminated. Yeah. Maddie's under the impression that Steve has gone out and rounded himself up the guy that was driving that night. Right. And has his ass down in the mm-hmm. basement. Very believable. Very believable. And quite pro- quite possible, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Karen, on the other hand, has been down to the basement and heard and seen and gotten weird vibes from whoever's behind the door. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't think we should let that fucking guy out of here anymore. Yeah. And I, I think she realized... There's, There's definitely not a person in there. There's something, something. Something strange yeah. is afoot in the basement. Mm-hmm. Steve, on the other hand, is just drinking and smoking his fucking face off. Why not? And waving a gun around. <laughs> yeah. Haphazardly. As <laughs> one should. Yeah. So this is where things get uh, a little a little out of control here. Um, so from there, I mean, we get like this weird montage 
things get a little wet. I think Maddie went down and he's like, hey, dude, I, I, I'm really sorry. He's like trying to have a conversation with the guy behind the door. Mm-hmm. And this is where, in my opinion, this is kind of where the movie falls apart. Because yeah. once we start sp- – the, the basement – the scenes shot in the basement – are only lit by one single red light bulb. Yes. Which makes it very hard to discern where we're at with like who's down there and who's not and who's coming down and who's going mm-hmm. up. Where the like I don't know. It's it's hard to discern what's going on in the basement. Mm-hmm. So at one point Maddie goes down there and he's like, Hey, uh Listen, I'm really sorry about this, but if we uh, – do you think if we just let you out, you could just not tell anybody about this and we could just kind of – you know, we have money. We can we can work something out. And the voice behind the door is like, I don't know, Maddie. It would take a lot of money to get me to stay quiet. Don't Wouldn't you one, ever wonder what was going on? And then Maddie's like, uh – you know what? This is kind of creepy, and now I'm getting the weird yeah. vibes. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. He takes off, but Steve now is like completely fucked up. Oh, yeah. So he goes down there and starts talking to the door. He's like, uh... And there's like a weird connection between whatever's behind the door and Steve. Mm-hmm. Like, Steve has been like... I don't know if he's antagonizing it or if it's antagonizing him, but he's down there, and he's hammered, and he's got the gun, and he's like... He tells Karen at one point that he feels... Go feel, ahead. Yeah. He feels like Karen, like there's something coming for it. Mm-hmm. So if that's the devil behind the door, the, like the biblical devil, mm-hmm. what the fuck could possibly be coming for it? Right. I don't know, but I don't want any part of that, and I don't want any part of that either. No, burn the house down. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> just just move to California, I guess. Yeah. Find some, some nice beach somewhere. <laughs> uh, Karen goes down there with him, and she's like... I think you're right, Steve. I think that is the devil. And he's like, yeah, I, I know it's the devil. I've been telling you it's the devil the yeah. whole time. So she's like, what happens if we let it out? And he's like, uh, I'll tell you what. Go ahead and let it out. Go ahead. Open the okay. door. Maybe you'll so, see something that I don't and I'll be able to reveal it. It'll she start, reveal it. Yeah, she starts walking towards the door and then he grabs her and chokes her unconscious. Yeah. Which is... Uh, no, um... Chloroformed her. Is that what it was? Yeah, he went okay. and, and like went right over her mouth and just chloroformed her. Oh, okay. Her I thought he just choked her out. No. Again, those scenes in the basement are very hard to discern what mm-hmm. the hell's going on. So anyway, he chloroforms her unconscious, uh, chains her to the floor there in the basement, mm-hmm. and he's like, "It's for your own good." And then he takes off, mm-hmm. uh, goes back upstairs. She comes to a few minutes later and realizes that she's chloroformed in the basement. Now, what the fuck? Was the point of that exactly? Was uh, he trying to feed her to the devil? Was that it? I don't understand. What, I, he's like, I it's couldn't free. figure that one out. You're either. better off this way. How? How does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know, but that's what happens. Um, I don't know. Uh, upstairs, we have like a, a weird situation between Steve and Maddie. Steve's like, "Hey, where's Karen?" She's like, "He's down in the basement." He's like, "Well, I'm gonna go get her." And then Steve pulls the gun on Maddie. A lot of yelling and screaming. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, take me down to her." So they go down to um, the basement. But this is where, like, we get like this bizarro another psychedelic flashback slash montage of Steve encountering his dead wife. I think in like this nether realm situation she's blindfolded and she's like steve where are you and he's like i'm right here can you hear me and she's like 
yeah, come get me. And he's like, wait a minute. You're not my wife. My wife is dead. You know, that scene would have been awesome if, because it got so dark and then it would show her and then so dark. Every time I would like blink the lights, I thought it'd be so cool if all of a sudden, all of a sudden she had like a demon face sure. or something. Uh, yeah. You know, just to show that she's different. And then all of a sudden the lights come on, she's normal. And then when it flashes, it shows something. Yeah. I, I was thinking, oh man, this would be kick ass, but it never happened. <laughs> that would, I mean, that would be something. But instead, <laughs> all it kind of amounts to is like Steve pulling the gun on Maddie and Karen in the basement. And then Steve kind of has like a uh, kind of back to reality thing. He's like, oh shit, I'm just pointing a gun at my brother. And I thought I was reaching out for my wife. So he's like, you know what, Maddie, here, you take the gun. So he hands the gun to Maddie. And then Maddie's like, okay, okay, it's cool. Uh, I know I should have been there for you. I'm sorry. Here's the gun. I'm going to set that over there. Mm -hmm. Now let's let this fucking guy out of your basement and maybe he won't move on with our lives. We'll just all have a drink and we'll talk this out. Okay. (laughs) Order pizza, you know. (laughs) Karen, who is still chained to the floor, by the way, is like, ah, let's not let him out though. Yeah. Let's not do it. And Steve's like, I can't let you let him out of here, dude. He's like, no, no, we're we're back in reality here. We're all talking like rational adults, mm-hmm. so I'm going to let him out. And Steve, like, moves between Maddie and the door, and he's like, you're not letting him out. And then eventually, uh, Maddie's like, I'm going to let him the fuck out of there. So he comes at Steve, and we didn't see that Steve had a knife, and Steve shanks right. Maddie. Yep. Unfortunately. Maddie bleeds out there on the floor. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Matt, uh, A.J. Bowen is now out of the equation. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Steve goes back upstairs. Karen locates herself a hacksaw and starts hacking away at the old uh, the chains there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Steve didn't realize is that he left the gun downstairs. Yeah. So he goes upstairs and he's like pacing back and forth. Oh, shit, I just killed my brother. What the fuck am I going to do? Karen gets loose, goes upstairs, and basically executes Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of tension there that I'm kind of skipping past because mm-hmm. again this is more style over substance inmates yes. uh, about that time the cops get called to the residence how did, how did they get called? I would assume the neighbor heard the gunshot Okay, would be my guess uh, they get called and now we're going to cut back to that opening sequence of the cop kicking the door in, coming in and seeing that weird psychedelic uh, porno scramble on the TV. Mm-hmm. He gets all spellbound by it, calls his partner in after that mm-hmm. and starts poking around, finds dead Steve in the oh, kitchen, yeah. uh, kind of gets the idea to go down to the basement, mm-hmm. goes down there, hears who or whatever behind the the door mm-hmm. and oh god help me i just want to get back to my family karen is down there and she has found herself a shotgun i think it looked like a shotgun or yeah. a rifle some other firearm and she lays waste to the first cop right uh in the meantime the first cop got a round off into karen before she pulled the trigger so mm-hmm. she's now grievously wounded of course the other cop hears it second cop comes down uh karen is slowly bleeding out she's just kind of slumped over um on maddie's corpse and then barely unconscious yeah and then the cop number two comes down starts hearing the pleas from behind the door and says, sure, buddy, I'll let you out of there. Yeah, she's like slowly shaking her head no, like, yeah. don't, don't And do then it. cop number two lets it, takes all the locks off the doors. We get a very... I don't know how he did it so fast, because those were actually key locked. Yeah. So there was no, like, breaking of the locks. There was nothing. keys, nothing. But yeah. he just popped them right open. <laughs> yeah, he did. The basement door slowly creaks open to reveal perfect black behind it. 
and then we see a pair of high heels come walking out. Black high heels. Yep. Now, we never get a really good look at what or whom comes out of the basement. Appeared to me to be about a 12-year-old girl. That's what it looked like. Yeah. She goes skipping right up the stairs. Mm-hmm. The cop, cop number two kind of gets like this, uh, oh, shit look on his face yeah. like as she leaves. Like, what the? And then she just goes skipping right out the front door over Steve's corpse and down the street. And that's the end of your movie. Yeah. Yeah. About the time she gets out the house, then you get to see like the full vision of her. But from the backside. Yeah. yeah it looked like a 12-year-old 12 girl. 12-year-old girl to me. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of I Trapped the Devil there, buddy? Uh, very suspenseful. I really liked it until the end when the chick came out. I'm like, seriously? That's that's what you're going to go with right here? Um, I found it uh, very intense. There's nothing scarier to me than awkward family drama. Right. And that's... Like, I'm always screaming this at the TV. Just leave. You can leave. You can get back in your car and find yourself a Best Western. Mm -hmm. Get the fuck out of there. It's so weird. I loved hearing the the demonish voice coming from out. I'm like, ooh, this is... This is good, you know. But, I, w- I was really uh, on board the first time that Karen went down into the basement and the demon's like, hey, Karen. Yeah. What are you backing away for? And you're like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. That's not, what that's, the, not a, that's not the mailman. That's yeah. not the UPS driver. Yeah, that puts you on the edge of your seat yeah. right there. And then from there, it just kind of, like that, the, the last, like from the, once they do that weird carpentry montage where they're like reinforcing the door and, Steve is upstairs smoking and dancing with yeah. his gun. Yeah. From that point forward, it. it's like, okay, this is kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Now, if you wanted to add some more supernatural elements to it, you know, maybe have something burst into flames on mm-hmm. the second floor, or show me that that's the devil. Right. Give me some idea something. of how you put him in there. Okay, so that's kind of where I go with the uh, TV scene. So the yeah. TV scene, I... I I just assumed it was his wife on the TV. Like sure. the devil was throwing that on there. Yeah. So now when the other cop showed up at the end and it was that old dude. Yeah. Um, I felt it was the devil trying to say on the, on his version, that, trying to sympathize with that. Sure. Like messing with him okay. with that regards, like the dude with his wife. Right. Yeah. All right. But I, I, I just have a hard time believing that the devil, Satanus, could be captured in a guy's basement. basement. Now, if you want to explain it to me, I'm all ears. I would love to hear how you did it. Right. And how Why it... not just blow through the door? Yeah, and... exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a fucking basement in an old house. Yeah. Oh, devil could be locked in a basement? Is that I simple? Could, I could probably get out of there. <laughs> yeah, we all could. Come on. Come on over. Give me give me something. Get, yeah. to, to let, get, fill me in here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's not a bad show. Uh, we obviously just spoiled it for you, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a very intense Christmas um, atmosphere to it, uh, and that that was the other thing. You know what I mean? You got the fucking devil locked up in your basement. You have time to put up Christmas tree ornaments and Christmas lights. I think You're, it was done beforehand because why would he put up Christmas and presents? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you're feeling you got you literally have Satan, the biblical Satan, locked up in your basement, but you're feeling festive enough. <laughs> to, to decorate the old tree? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I don't mean to pick this one apart, inmates. It's not a bad show. Um, 
It's worth watching if just for the first two acts and the atmosphere there, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Check it out. Streaming on Hulu right now if you're interested in Mates. We're going to take us a little break. Come back with some other stuff. All right.
Hey inmates, if you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we're back, buddy. Yeah. Yes, sir. My friend, are you ready to get into the Terra Dome semifinals? Hell yeah. Let's get it on. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. We are coming right back to the semifinals. We are in the Asylum Conference Round 13. As usual, inmates, bear with me. I'm not very good at writing things. The benefit of knowing that you are going to die is that it drains any fear from you. If there was one gift that the cancer gave John Kramer, it was just that. Knowing his time was running out, Kramer moved to redeem the lives of people around him constructing and enacting crude and torturous traps to show people that life had meaning. Now he'd found another problem to solve, the Elm Street crisis. Children, mostly teenagers of a certain small-town neighborhood, were dying at an inordinate rate, all dying in their sleep and telling parents of horrific nightmares leading up to their demise. A little research uncovers the truth of of Elm Street and the legend of Fred Krueger. Kramer also learns of Nancy Thompson and her revolutionary lucid dreaming techniques. Jigsaw now feels he can end the Elm Street crisis for good. In singles competition, buddy, we have Jigsaw versus Freddy Krueger. How do you feel about that, bud? Hmm. Hmm. Between these two, I am going to have to go with Freddy Krueger. Yeah, me too. I like Jigsaw. He's a smart guy, but he still sleeps. Yeah. And if you sleep, you can get got. Game over. You can get got by Freddy Mm Krueger, sir. Uh, That's two for Freddy, inmates. Uh, Give us us an argument as to why you think Jigsaw would win, or Freddy for that matter. Uh, The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275. Or get us on the regular old email at thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. You know, I was just thinking. Huh. Okay, so on that, if there was an argument, the only one that I could see is what if Jigsaw pulled him into reality? 
that's why I kind of brought Nancy Thompson into it. Yeah. Just to leave that door open. Because mm-hmm. if fucking Nancy Thompson, a 16-year-old girl, can do it, and so can Kirsten from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, mm-hmm. can bring him into reality. Yeah. Theoretically, anybody can. Right. right? And, re- well, there's a lot of inconsistencies in that franchise, but, like, Nancy Thompson beat him by basically turning around yeah right which was very stupid <laughs> yeah very silly if you ask me <laughs> if if she can do it obviously jigsaw could right i'm, I'm i don't know i'm it's out there it's out there i'm putting it out there make an argument for us inmates area code 775-387-0275 or the mental health or the uh, regular old email the padded room at uh, the padded room 2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, we got to tell you what movies we got to watch. Buddy's got to have about four months worth of movies <laughs> to run us through, <laughs> or about uh, 14 minutes of one that he got to watch before he had to go back to work. Uh, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? How about Spirits in the Dark from huh. 2020? It sounds ridiculous. I know it does. Um, it's actually pretty fucking creepy. So basically, the prem- it's found footage. And if you haven't already completely tuned me out, um, it's pretty... Basically, this guy uh, loses his wife and unborn daughter uh, during... Uh, uh, childbirth they okay. both die and he gets a weird uh email of uh, a guy walking around an abandoned building and he sees what appears to be his wife in a very short clip in the abandoned building okay so he then grabs a camcorder and heads to the abandoned building and that's pretty much the whole movie oh is him just walking around this abandoned trying to find her just just hanging just walking around huh and he finds some pretty weird shit and some pretty creepy stuff goes down. And I found it to be very creepy myself. Okay. Because the it's like an abandoned military installation. Whole thing takes place in England, which is dreary as fuck to begin with. Mm-hmm. And it's just this dude just kind of moseying around. But he's he stays like a full 24 hours. So the sun goes down. It gets dark. He turns on his flashlight. Finds a bunch of weird shit uh, at the end. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but mm-hmm. some some weird, even very creepy shit goes down at the end. He finds something, and then he's like, oh, shit, I got to get out of here. And then it, it gets, there's some very intense moments in there. All right. uh, just for being a super low-budget found footage movie, it's not that bad. Hmm. Uh, Candyman from 2021. Yeah. Finally got around to this one. Uh-huh. Um, there is some good stuff here. I don't know if I like what she did with the Candyman mythos. Okay. So you've basically, not to ruin this, but, uh, so basically what we, okay, I'm going to have to ruin it for you, as a matter of fact. Okay. All right, so this one picks up. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Here I come, inmates, (laughs) hard and fast. So we've all seen Candyman, right? The original. Remember the baby that got rescued at the very end? Uh So we pick up with him in present day. And he's now this like uh, tortured artist type of dude. Okay. And what we, so what she decided, what Nia DaCosta decided to do 
Instead of utilizing Tony Todd, which, in my opinion, she should have, uh, she decided to make Candyman this rotating spirit of racial inequity, for lack of a better term. So basically, mm-hmm. anytime uh, there's any kind of um, uh, a black man gets lynched or killed by racist cops or anything like that. Spider uh, not Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know how I brought Peter Parker into this. Uh, Candy he becomes the next Candyman. Right. Now, okay. That I'm 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 somewhat with you. I'm I'm into it. It's yeah. you know, you're you're expanding on the mythos. I get it. The problem is that with this Candyman that we're picking up with, we're not going back to Tony Todd. We're going back to 1970s Candyman, who was basically just a dude that was missing a hand and had one of those pincher things. Right. And the cops killed um, arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. So we've basically just... Ignored. Ignored the original... We, we, we basically just shelved Daniel Robitaille for this and said, Here, here's Candyman light. <laughs> that, I get here's here's a much softer version of Candyman that we're oh, going to go man. with. Uh, there's some good stuff in there. Some of the kills were pretty gnarly and um, pretty heavy on the uh, uh, social statements. Obviously, I think that goes without saying. Although it does bear mentioning that this movie was made before um, George Floyd, so oh. Technically, that's good. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, st- it's still pretty heavy-handed. I yeah. imagine it would be even more heavy-handed if it came out after that. Right. But, um, it's it's not a bad show. I just need more Tony Todd. I yeah. think is is what it comes down to. I need more Daniel Robitaille. The guy, the the nineteen seventies Candyman was very dumb to me, and he didn't really fit. Right. And I don't know why you would even bring him in if we're going to tie this back into Daniel Robitaille. Right. What? What, what Daniel Robitaille? What, what do we need this guy for? If he's already part of the. I don't know. All right. Hmm. A, a creative choice, I guess. Maybe like an Easter egg. I don't know. Well, at the very very end, you get a very shoddy CGI Tony Todd hmm. as Daniel Robitaille, but he says two lines and then that's it. The rest of the movie, you get this 1970s pimp with a little pincher hand thing, and that's. It's, I, I, no. I don't know. I don't even know anymore. That's too bad. Uh, that's what I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got? All right. So uh, recently, just watched the since you brought it up, Spider Man. Very cool. <laughs> Far from home. I heard Ex- good things. Excellent movie. Nice. So definitely take your kids to see that. Okay. It is phenomenal. Right on. Um, I saw The Witcher about halfway through the second season. Okay. Uh, really good. If you like The Witcher, uh, I definitely recommend it. Okay. It's still still really good. A lot of good kill scenes in it and stuff. Um, Riverdale, because we're bringing up um, Tony Todd, yep. he actually makes an appearance in one of the Riverdale. I actually binge watched the entire was there six seasons or eight seasons? I don't Holy know. Cow. I don't know how many seasons there are. Okay, so that ties into Sabrina, right? Um, according to Sabrina's world, it does, but not according to Riverdale. Okay. So if you watch Riverdale, they don't mention Sabrina's area. But when you do watch Sabrina's stuff, they do bring up Riverdale. Okay. Yeah, it's kind All of right. weird. Okay. So uh, I think they're still making that. Uh, I, I think eventually Riverdale, maybe the newer season that's going to come out later, might bring up 
Sabrina, um, Sabrina stuff. Okay, very but, cool. Yeah, but it was really cool because there was this one one episode where all of a sudden, you know, Tony Todd's is like, "What?" Hey, you know? and and throughout the entire series, they do bring up horror elements. Okay, uh, so which is pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Right on. Uh, yeah, haven't had a whole lot of time to watch just because I've been so busy. Okay, very cool, inmates. <laughs> uh, how about some immersion therapy then, shall we? Oh yeah. Immersion therapy. Did you get a chance to check out From Within from 2008? Yes, I did. What'd you think? Not too bad. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Uh, I like the uh, the like the chain of suicide and how mm-hmm. it carries from one guy to the next, and so on and so forth. You discover the body. You're going to go on to commit suicide. And then how, like, the whole story, how it all kind of wraps together at the end when you find out that the the town basically murdered somebody yep. because that they they lived a different lifestyle. And now that person's kids are back to claim vengeance. Mm-hmm. And that's how it kind of all went down. Kind of an ensemble cast, too. You had Jared Harris in there. Rumor Willis. Rumor Willis. Adam Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Um I think that was about it, really. But yeah. a pretty good cast for an After Dark feature. Yeah. You know? A little minor twist at the end. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I like the end. When yeah. You're just going through the town and everybody's just dead. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you motherfuckers. Cool. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I mm-hmm. rather enjoyed that one. That was streaming on Netflix. It's uh, actually part of the uh, After Dark Eight Films to Die For. I believe that was the second year that it came out. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was one of the highlights of that. That shit show, huh, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, worth it. Daps, well, I bought I bought them all because I thought I don't know I'm a, I'm the horror guy I should probably buy them all. Mm-hmm. So they got me for a couple hundred bucks at least. I'm sure fucking assholes. <laughs> um, buddy, what do you got for us this week, dude? All right, this week let's check out 2016's Better Watch Out. This is about a uh, on a quiet suburban street. A babysitter must defend a 12 year old boy from intruders, only to discover it's Far from a normal home invasion. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you'll find this gem on Amazon Prime. Absolutely. Feeling the Christmas vibe, my friend. Yes. Well, uh, I guess then it is time to educate uh, me. Educating Miss Monica. My clues from last week. I am a young man who is a bit of a loser and seriously into drugs. And so is my girlfriend and all my other loser friends. Uh, Good, good times all the way around. None of us can hold down a job or anything for that matter. Uh, good, good, Good news though. We found the seven gates to hell down this old abandoned road, and now me and my somewhat attractive young lady friend are going to get super high and uh, cruise down the uh, the seven gates there. And when I get to the end, she's completely gone, and I'm still here, and I'm trying to find new ways to get high. Maybe I'll just go down to the door, the boardwalk and have people punch me in the head. Hmm. 
talking about Toad Road, buddy. You ever seen it? Nope. Um, interesting, interesting movie. It's like the the more frightening part of it was these young people and the weird shit they do to to like try to get high. Mm-hmm. Like there's one point where um, the 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 love interest is like. She has her friend like rub Vaseline on her eyelids and then blow on her eyeballs or something like that. Weird. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> Seems like good Do idea. Do you at the not time. have video games to play, my dear? <laughs> yeah. How about you go for a run or something? There's, I'm sure you can find something better to do with your time. <laughs> yeah. But these guys are just getting completely hammered and high and doing whatever drugs they can find every fucking night. Hmm. And, you know, there's like these weird esoteric conversations about, I'm going to write something, man. I'm going to write a book and it's going to be the best book ever and it's going to blow your mind. And no, you're not. You're, <laughs> you're just going to continue living in your mom's garage until you she kicks you out and you become a homeless addict or something right? like that. That's the real horror there, my friend, is how to keep my kids out of that element. Hmm. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, my friend, I just showed up to the hospital to see my daughter, who is here for some kind of uh, mental treatment, and when you know, time has suddenly stood still. Shit. Me, my security guard friend, and the other two knuckleheads that were in the elevator with me when it did stand still are now trapped in this uh, hospital, um, and uh, we can't really get out. Unfortunately, there is an undead rock band chasing us around the hospital, and they're trying to kill us, and we have to find ways to defeat the drummer. The, well, the lead singer is actually in the parking garage. Uh, the drummer and the keyboardist are up in the um, radiology level. Uh, the rhythm guitar guy comes out of the floor. He's a, he's a real problem. And, uh, yeah, I got I to gotta fight off the, the lead singer to get my daughter out of this weird time-frozen coma situation. Hmm. Should I go for the red crayon or the blue crayon? Neo. (laughs) Think about that, inmates. I'll clue you in on who I am next week. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us, buddy, this week. All right. Uh, Join us next week for Blood Beat from 1983. You ever seen a uh, hot college girl get possessed by a samurai warrior? You will now. You will next week, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You can find that bitch streaming on Shudder if anybody wants to watch it with us. Um, In the meantime, thank you guys very much for joining us. We hope you have a happy holidays. Stay safe out there. If you feel like contributing to the Patreon feed, you can find the link at paddedroompodcast.com along with any information you need about us, email, voicemail line, horror for dummies, all the rest of our constituents. They're all out there paddedroompodcast.com is the place to be in the meantime for buddy who made it in this week monica in absentia samurai warriors who come back to possess college girls comatose young ladies who may or may not be able to freeze time and bring back to life undead rock bands uh killer tomatoes fucking stop with the tomatoes already uh, the Maniac Cop, I don't know why, but I felt like bringing him into this. Tony Todd. Tony Todd, absolutely. Uh, seven Gates to Hell, Down Drug Addled Dirt Roads, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye, and have a great week. Woo!